Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads web hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads web hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Welcome to episode 446 of the Aussie Tech Heads. As always, we are proudly sponsored by ATH Web Hosting. Check out the Aussie Tech Heads web hosting site and sign up for your cPanel. Setting up email is a breeze. Aussie Tech Heads web hosting is at athwebhosting.com.au. And due to popular request, this show is once again hosted by Will and Jason, the top two Australian podcasting hosts. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Hey, yeah, it is about time they, they recognise it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> We're number one. We're number one. Number two? What kind of stupid name is number two? <laughs> How you doing, Will? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Good to be here. It's a little bit fresh this evening, but... Uh... Yeah, we're mixing it up. Glenn's um, renovating or burning his house down or, I don't know, something. So, um, Why not we're both? Just, yeah, a bit of both. Renovate one side, burn the other side down. You get this like hot and cold thing going on. So we've decided to uh, step it up yes, a notch tonight yeah. and we've got the stream going on. We're streaming to uh, our usual um, Ustream live stream. We're also streaming to the Obsidian Loft, which is our channel, the thing that we do. Um, ObsidianLoft.com slash, well, Twitch.tv slash Obsidian Loft. Um, you can check us out there as well if the stream's playing up on Ustream. So, yeah, so it's uh, throwing a bit of technological into the tech into the tech news we're actually sort of doing living up to our name for once stop using big <laughs> words you're confusing yourself son oh tell me about it i probably should have tried sleeping before the show but anyway <laughs> uh, i woke up blooming 5 a.m this morning and i'm like what the hell <laughs> i stayed in bed till about 6 30 i went screw this for a joke i might as well get up so i guess soon as we're uh firing off a show we should talk about our stuff first so don't forget, we do two podcasts, uh, two main podcasts, myself and Warlock do. We do uh, Old Fart Geeks, which is due to be recorded uh, next week sometime, early next week, hopefully. Or else um, we'll get told off. Yeah, otherwise otherwise Milo will go, go off at us again. And uh, we also do uh, Obsidian Loft, which is our gaming podcast, uh, which you can find at obsidianloft.com. You can find out our server there and also youtube.com slash obsidianloft and youtube.com slash oldfartgeeks, I believe. The Obsidian Loft. Sitting off, sorry, yeah, there you go, and um, yeah, so you can check us out there as well. If you if you can't get enough of us, if we have this addictive personality, and you you know, there's one show is just not enough, one hour a week. Or AussieTechRadio.com, <laughs> where it's got all of us all the time, twenty four seven, live and dead, and and yeah, well, ways. yeah, not just us, some other people as well, but they're not Who? What? No, <laughs> I think no, it's just the uh, Will and Jason shows, isn't it? We gave some other guy a chance for a while, but, you know, some guy called Glenn, he, he can't be, I don't know what he's doing. It's something. <laughs> he's not one of the top two Australian podcasters. No. No. <laughs> no not at all. And we can say that because we're taking over his show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Again. All right. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, this is Aussie Tech Head. So, you can see uh, it there. We talk about, uh, well, you can see some of it there. You can see 
I I'd, I'd see seeing yeah. Oh now you've broken your chroma key. <laughs> Um, Nobody noticed. So, <laughs> so uh, I guess basically the the idea of this show is, of course, tech news pertaining mainly to Australia. So, uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about it, I suppose. We start off with a story. So, yeah, a story. Pick a story, any story. There's plenty of them this week. All right. Uh, here's something that's always bugged me. If a website you've signed up to emails your password to you. <laughs> You've got a security problem that should send you running. Sadly, no authority is tackling the shoddy management of the keys to people's online lives, but thankfully two software developers from Israel are waging a campaign with the only means available, naming and shaming the perpetrators. In 2011, Egal Tabachnik and Omer Van Kloten launched the website Plain Text Offenders. Offenders, not defenders. I should make sure they should have a, a defenders one as well. <laughs> which now has 25,000 followers on Tumblr and has become the go-to notice board for outing organizations that fail to encrypt their users' passwords. Plain Text Offenders has named 3,100 sites for the practice, among them dozens of Australian organizations that should know better, including the ATO, Australia Post, AGL, Big Pong, uh, Pond. <laughs> <laughs> Ping Pong? What? Kennards, mydeal.com.au, Melbourne IT. Who bought mm. that other place I was working at? <laughs> Mosh Ticks, Pearson's, Pizza the Hut, The Good Guys, Ticketek, and TPG. Back in April 2011, I mentioned over Twitter that I was pierced off about yet another site emailing me my password in plain text, Van Kloten told us. Tabachnik shared Van Kloten's sentiments and suggested setting up a wall of shame. The site that emerged doesn't just shame offenders, but helps them fix their ways, with one of the latest reformed companies being Australian domain hosting firm Panther. So far, we've got 46 sites that we know have reformed their ways, he said. A conversion rate of 1.25% isn't that high, he conceded, but it's better than it was. So what exactly is the problem with a website emailing a user their password, say when a person has forgotten it? It means the user's login secret wasn't actually a secret, but rather sitting unencrypted on a database in plain text, readable by anyone with access to it. The main message they had come to hammer home is that website owners don't own their users' passwords. The passwords users provide them are sole and secret property of the users, he said. Developers should never know what the user's password is. If anyone but the user can know what it is, they're betraying their user's trust and putting them at risk. The bigger risk arises when a website is hacked. Studies have shown that as many as half of all users reuse passwords across multiple sites. ABC123 password. If the site stored passwords in plain text. I was going to say, does anyone remember hackers? What's the five, what's the what is it? The foremost uh, the foremost used passwords. God, love, secret, sex and secret, something like that. Yep. The biggest risk arises when the website is hacked. Study has shown that most people use the same password everywhere. If the site stored passwords in plain text, hackers can use them to access more valuable accounts, such as a banking site, Facebook, or Gmail. And that's happened a lot of times where people are like, oh no, X site has been hacked, like Apple or something, but it turns out that Apple was secure, but they hacked some other site, got the mm. email addresses and passwords from there, tested that on the Apple one, and got in because you use exactly the same thing. So last passed it up, people. If you don't have LastPass, go get the damn thing right this and, second, right now. And hope, you, hope your LastPass doesn't get hacked. Yes. Well, <laughs> that could never happen, right? No, that's completely impossible. Nobody can have physical access to your system. Uh, well, LastPass did get hacked a couple of months ago, but she said no passwords were taken. So, No passwords of importance were taken. 
<laughs> it's probably just the ones to the porn sites or something. ABC123. <laughs> Why change 69. It? <clears throat> hey, speaking of um, hacks and stuff like that, have you watched the new um, CSI? Dum dum. No. One, the, not, is it CSI? I think it is. The new, whatever it is. Uh, um, the technology one. Where they, it's all the cyber, so the cyber, I think it's called Cyber Crimes Unit or something like that. Yeah. It's all, um, it's really neat. I watched a couple episodes. Um, Son's watching the series at the moment. I watched a couple episodes on the weekend. And basically, they've got a, you know, it's, it's similar to CSI. They solve crimes, but they only, they're only interested in cyber crimes, whether it's ah. a murder pertaining to something that happened, or, you know, or um, phones that have been spoofed, or. All those like people actually. playing violent games who then go around shooting up everyone. Yeah, that happens a lot. They um they do a really really good job of it. There's a couple of things that are a little bit yeah okay maybe maybe that's pushing the boundaries a bit, but for the most part they actually do a pretty good job of it. They uh, tend to actually use real words and real technology, and it's quite interesting. Yeah. So that one's something to watch out for if you're looking for another show to watch. Um, that one and Scorpion is the other one that's worth watching. Same sort of deal. So, but. Uh, yeah, so speaking I was trying of... to remember that uh, some of the guys from work have been talking about like um, the robot or something like that, and it's all about a guy who's a IT security guy during the day and a hacker during the night, and it's a lot of um, the uh, story is from inside his head about what he thinks about is happening to him, and sometimes he doesn't know if he's just paranoid or if it's really happening to him and things like that. Oh, yeah, I vaguely sort of hear something about that. Everybody at the last place I worked at were going off about it all the time. And one guy started watching it and he told the next lot and then the next lot and then suddenly everybody at work was like, yeah, I've been watching this. <laughs> hmm. Um, sorry, I was in the middle of reading two. <laughs> the only problem with having two streams is I now have two chat rooms. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here's something that... Um, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Here's something that's a little bit rude. Um, this guy decided to take his computer. I'll uh, quickly show you the screenshot here. Um, he decided that he was moving and he was heading through New Zealand Customs. This is a new Gigabyte Assassin motherboard. As Sounds you see, dangerous. It has a, has a plastic gun on the motherboard. Now, as you can see, Customs decided that they needed to get to that gun and, and you know, charge this guy for being a mass murderer. So they had to rip out all his PCIe cards and destroy his motherboard just so they could get to a plastic weapon. That's actually the heatsink for the um, for the Northbridge or whatever that whatever they call those things now. Yep. Um, so, yeah, about that, guys. Um, if you work in Customs and somebody brings their computer in and it has a motherboard that has a gun on it, Chances are, um, it's, it's probably not a real gun. And if in these day and ages you can't figure out how to pull a computer apart without destroying it, ergo destroying the evidence that you're trying to secure anyway, um, I probably would be thinking about, you know, working somewhere else. Maybe you should like, ask the guy know, who owns the room. computer to take it out for you. Well, it was, from what I can gather, it was checked, obviously, because it was too big for carry-on. Um, but he had um, he had Crossfire set up in there, so he had three cards in there. And But, yeah, I don't understand. He should get lots of compensation for that, well, surely. 
Yeah, thankfully the way the government uh, the way the government is structured, um, they don't go, have to do the way that. customs is structured. If they break it, too bad. You fix it. It's in much the same way that they can just randomly confiscate anything you choose to import, and tough. I was watching I had, that last night, Border Patrol. I had some stuff confiscated. Dun, dun. I, I had some um, two milliwatt lasers imported. Um, but it had torches and stuff on them and they were 2 milliwatt lasers and they were imported no fine not a problem yep then I imported half milliwatt ones that had a laser pointer a torch um, a tip that you could use on the tablet and uh, something else in them a nuclear generator and they were confiscated <laughs> because apparently they were more powerful than the 1 milliwatt limit that the countries that they're, you're allowed to bring into the country so half was no good because it was more than the one, but two is okay because it's less than Cause one. Because it's less, yeah. That's. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll just. You're trying order... to take down aeroplanes, aren't you? <laughs> Admitted. I'm like, okay, I'll just order the twos from now, and I've ordered another three sets of twos since then, and they've come through without a problem. I'm like, fine, I'll just keep getting the twos. <sighs> and given that on the on the stickers on the twos it says greater, you know the arrow that says greater, greater than, than two. two. And on the other ones, it had less than one. But I'm assuming these guys don't know the mass. Arrows are hard. <laughs> yeah, arrows are too complicated. <laughs> um, too confusing. Yeah, Google on much. Google on Wednesday unveiled a new feature called Purchases on Google, which allows shoppers to buy items directly from mobile search ads. They're going to get in trouble for that. They've already got enough trouble from putting their search ads up there and people going to somebody else's site and buying things. Yeah. The eagerly awaited buy... Eagerly... Who is eagerly awaiting to buy something through Google search? <laughs> like, who uh, wrote this? The, the, the publisher, obviously. <laughs> the eagerly awaited buy feature, which Google said it was testing with a few retailers, uses saved payments credentials from the user's Google account for transactions. Both Google and Facebook have been stepping up efforts to advance location-based technology as consumers spend more time on smartphones. Along with the ads that pull in search results, shoppers would also get information on product ratings and availability at nearby stores, the internet search giant has said in a blog post. The additional information will be available on Google Chrome for Android this month with iOS support to follow in the coming months, they said. Google's also said its Google Now service would now offer location-based information, including on discounts and items and working hours of stores a user is close to. That'd be handy. Yeah, I mean, there is definitely some upsides to that. So we'll wait and see what they do with it. Like anything else, it always sounds good on the surface. It's not until they implement it that... Uh, no, no, it's not on Surface. It's only on iOS <laughs> and Android so yeah, well, I don't think it's ever coming to Surface. <laughs> not much on Surface. Speaking days. of which, I finally got a work phone this week of my new job. Uh -oh. It's a Windows phone, isn't it? So they do it deliberately so you can't use much. You can't do much with it. <laughs> Everybody else there has got a Samsung, Android. But for you, Jason, you, you they go, you, we got this Windows phone nobody wants. Give yeah. it to him. There was the one left in the bottom of the drawer, so it was the only one I had left to give you. Well, you could just use your own phone for work like I do. I must that say that it, it runs uh, Exchange very nicely and Skype. Oh. <laughs> That's the well, only actually, two things I run on it. I have to admit, Skype runs on everything really well except Windows. That's, it, it doesn't do We've Windows. had enough trouble. Oh, Linux is fantastic. Android runs brilliantly on my Android. Yep. But yeah, you think it works on Windows? Yeah. Actually... 
having said that, now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put the mockers on us. But now I'm gonna tonight. I spent a long time. Watching. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, so speaking of uh, Google, well, it's kind of Google, Android, and Ingress. Androids, everybody loves Androids. <laughs> so I'm assuming there's a lot of people out there who have played um, um, Ingress. I'm assuming you guys know what it is by this point. Oh, if oh, you have, oh. I was doing that last weekend with some friends. We hopped on the free Melbourne tram with about half a dozen other people. We just sat there as it went from one end of the line back to the other around the city through the free route and just hacking all the way through and then hacking all the way back again. And they've even got a mission with a bunch of places tagged along the train, uh, tram line <coughs> Excuse me. that um, if you complete the mission by hacking all of the ones that um, they've marked for the mission and then you get uh, bonus points at the end of it, which was really cool. We met at uh, Federation Square Information Booth and... Um, I was just in the city with my daughter and I was like, well, there's a couple of things that we could do now. We can either go do some 10-pin bowling or meet up with some Ingress people. And she's like, oh, my God, we got to meet some <laughs> So we met, went and met, it's probably a dozen people, and we hopped on the tram. And eventually, as people hopped off, we grabbed seats and we all moved up the back and just took up the back half of the tram. And we're going back and forth along here having fun. And this guy hops on and... He looked at the people near the door where he hopped on. He was sitting down there. He can see it's on the phones. Blip, 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 blip. <laughs> uh, shields got. Resonator got. And all of this. He's like, oh, are you playing that um, Google game there? What's it called? And they were like, oh, yeah, Ingress. He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard about that one. It's pretty good. Blah, blah, blah. He's having a bit of a chat and he's going... So, um, oh, there's a couple of you playing, and then we're all like, yeah, and there's like 12 people <laughs> are like, we're all playing this game together, just sitting here, meeting new people and hacking the portals along the way on this. It's like, oh, my God, he nearly fell over. <laughs> He's like, I didn't realize there'd be so many of you. <laughs> like, yeah, we're having lots of fun, because it was a dreary, freezing cold and drizzly rainy day. So we just sat on the tram for like two or three hours, going back and forth, having a chat, and complaining about somebody who'd beat you to uh, take over one of the portals and things like this. My daughter thought it was the greatest afternoon out. <laughs> and it was good for really, you know, windy, cold, rainy day. So we had oh, a lot yeah, of fun with it. that one. That's it. No, that was, I mean, <clears throat> I played it a few years ago back when it wasn't really a thing. And, of course, because it wasn't really a thing, there wasn't really much going on. Yep. So, but now um, they've sort of made it slightly more integrated now uh it's a new update that goes on to the support of the android wear watches nice so you can now you not only have to keep your phone in your pocket you can just wander around wearing your watch like you normally would and not be quite as obvious about it um so apparently it's uh android android wear support is currently all hack and no attack showing a scrollable list of portals either within or near your scanner range can be a burn if you're in a portal dance area you no longer need to fiddle with your scanner's rotation and zoom to get at the stacked portals it also means you can hack a little more inconspicuously in meetings. If there's no portals in range, you'll get a direction and distance to each portal in the list, making use of your watch's compass. Nice. Um, so basically, after you hack your portal, you get to see hack results on the screen. It pops up a little thing of what's going on and stuff like that. Um, the Wear app supports active mode, so I can keep your watch display on, but of course, that's going to um, that's going to destroy your battery life pretty and quick. I just bought this lovely <laughs> Fitbit one. It doesn't have Googly things on it. Well, now you got the Pebble, the Fitbit. Uh, now you need to buy the Google. <laughs> I bet it'd have to come to Pebble at least. 
So we'd be able to do um, it, but not the Fitbit because they're all proprietary, everything locked down. Apparently, it's um, pretty heavy on the battery if you leave it in active mode. Like they reckon you probably get four to four six hours out of your battery max on your on your phone. Um, so you have to buy two watches, right? Problem solved. (laughs) The other thing is too, of course, there's a specific portal cradle now that you can put on your portal ingress cradle that you can put on your desk and put your phone on, and uh, it's got a um, NFC chip in the cradle, and it automatically opens the app and automatically can do these preset things that you tell it to do. So when I get uh, to the office, rehack that portal that the nasty blue Smurfs have taken over while I was away <laughs> on the weekend. That's what That's usually it. happened when I was working in the city. Unfortunately, where I work now, the closest one is about one kilometer or so away, so it's not too close to be able to hacking, and it's nowhere near where I'm going into work. Plus, I'm driving at the time, so I wouldn't want to be hacking on my phone while I'm going down. I'm in industrial area, and there's just B-double trucks going vroom, vroom, vroom all day long, so you have to watch out even just crossing the road, let alone anything else. But uh, where I was in the city, we'd hack all the ones around where I work, and a couple of the other guys were nearby as well, and we got to chat on the secret channel, and then... Everything is green. You go home for the weekend, come back on Monday. Everything's blue again. Oh, well, at least we get to rehack everything again and get our points up, so who cares? That's it, exactly. That's it. They do have an interesting thing, though. If you capture a portal key from the portal that you're at, so long as you're not too far away, you can actually repower it up while somebody is hacking it. So even from home where I am here, going into the city... Uh, if somebody hacks one of my portals that's in the city, I can sit here recharging it from the comfort of my lounge room as long as I've got a key and and I'm not too far away from it. So the further you are away, the less effective your recharging is, but you can still you know, deny this person some access while he's trying to hack all your stuff and you keep recharge, recharge, recharge. You're not getting that one. You're not getting it. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I'll have to get back into it again. The problem is I spend most of my time at work and... Because I'm out of the city, I'm in the, in the you know suburbs. There's not a lot really going on with activity, but it might be something worth looking at. Yeah, check it out, dude. Now you've got to buy an Android watch, right? <laughs> yeah, because you know I haven't bought enough. Mr. Stuff T recently. got no more <laughs> tax refund left. Not allowed to spend. It's all no, gone. <laughs> I kind of bought a new camera. I bought a new mark, new Shaw microphone. I bought a new XLR mixer. Cut um, cram cotton yeah cram and change table and all that sort of stuff and some more cabling and the new lighting and some sound deadening stuff and yeah my tax return kind of disappeared and then i was spending money that wasn't in my tax return I'm like uh whoops slow down <laughs> slow down i just finally got my other um group certificate today so i'll be able to get busy maybe uh early next week or something yeah, well, I'll hook up and I'll show you how to do a real tax return. That reminds me too, um, I got my tax return back today. Yay. And they sent me a check. A what? Sorry, what was that you said? I think you're speaking foreign language. On a bit of paper that had no, we owe you the amount of this much money. Yeah, I know. It was like, given that, I think what it was, when I did my tax return, it was the 1st of July. Yep. And the ATO rolled out their new integration with... Um, oh my God. Yeah, with the MyGov site, and there was warnings all over it saying this, this isn't working properly, come back later. And I pushed through and pushed through, and it eventually worked. But when I got to the end where it asked me to authenticate my bank details, I did, but I never got a confirmation back. So I'm assuming it never actually worked properly in that part so of it. So it's a piece of paper. 
Yeah, pretty much. Instead of going, hey, let's use the same bank details that were registered last year and are still registered to the same person, um, we'll just send them a check, which I've now got to go to the bank. Well, no, actually, because I'm with ING, I have to go to the post office to cash the check. The upside is because I'm with ING, as soon as I scan the check, the money will be in my account. So, yeah. Instant. Instapay. Yeah, it is. It's really good. You don't have to wait the three to five days. They just do it as soon as you hand the check over and they scan it, process it, and you get paid. That was something interesting I noticed. I got an email the other day from MyGov saying, <clears throat> we've now integrated all of our stuff. Go have a look. So you log in. It's like, uh, answer your secret questions. You know, what's your dog's name? What was what the number of your house? And, and then it's yeah. like, you have to now register your uh, phone number yep. on your mobile. And every so single time you log in, it's going to send you no. a security code to log in with. It will the first time. And then you log in, you turn it off. Oh, you can turn it off. Yeah, I'm not had, going I, to. I like my. I, I, did, I had to because it doesn't actually work. You know what? I have it on for PayPal and for months, 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 months. Fine. And for the last three months, anytime I buy anything on eBay, I use PayPal. Send me a code. I'm still waiting for those codes from about mm -hmm. three months ago. Last week, I'd, I had to pay because uh, Engine who host our Obsidian Loft site had to change their billing because they're not allowed to use payments at Engine. They have to use, they were using billing at Engine. Now PayPal said you have to use payments at Engine for no apparent reason. So they like, just wait until we send you an email saying your subscriptions run out, then resubscribe. So I did that and I log on and I'm like, okay, pay using PayPal. And it's like, send me a code. Nope, has not yeah. come. So I raised the ticket with PayPal like, four days ago and haven't heard anything back from them of course That's uh, I can log in with my secret questions or the full credit card or bank card details or whatever you've got on there but still the whole point of having the two factor was so that they would email they would send me a SMS with the code on and it doesn't that's why I don't use it because it doesn't work I really liked um, I got a credit card size card that had a number that was synchronized with their servers and because it's got an OLED screen on it, it only ever uses the battery when you press new number by pressing the button on the card. And that worked for a few years, but then the battery went and I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to bother buying another one. I'll just try out the mobile. And that worked for the next two or three years. So I was like, okay, I'll just keep using this. And now that's not working at all. So I'm just logging in with my secret details. Yeah, Shh. see, I had to turn off the authentication secret because squirrel. I spent a lot of time... Um, out of mobile range and if I use Wi-Fi and stuff like that like might be a post office Wi-Fi or a coffee shop Wi-Fi so I can still access Gmail or access PayPal or whatever but I may not actually be in phone range yep. so if you've got the phone authentication and you're trying to transfer money in your bank or you're trying to do PayPal or, or whatever you can't get the message that's why you, so, need, you can only get on the to your Google with the Google Authenticator but none of the other stuff yeah so that's why I, I turned everything off just because of that reason it's so hard to um you know, it's not reliable for one. You don't, it's not, you don't always get it. And secondly, I'm, I spend a lot of time out of phone range. So that I can't get it. Um, so I, I know what they're trying to do, and it's great, I guess, if you use it. You know, I guess if you've got more than $11 in your bank account, it's probably an issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, it's not really a problem. <laughs> so I only log really on matter. from work or home, so it's not too bad for me. Yeah. For my gut stuff, but any of the others, yeah, it can be a problem. I mean, I don't trust the government with my data, so I actually trust I trust hackers more than I trust the <laughs> government. So it doesn't really matter, to be honest. The other it's problem like a... with that, of course, is when I when I try and I bought something on eBay the other day, a new case for my phone, using the eBay app on the um, iPad, mm 
Mm. And I'm like, okay, I've got to log into PayPal to pay for that. Nope. And it's <laughs> like, you need your security code, which of course we can't send you because our system's crap. So, because <laughs> you type in like security code, comma, password mm. into the same box, and that's the only way you can authenticate using the app. So I was like, okay, I bought it. Now I have to go to my desktop, switch it on, boot it up, <laughs> go to eBay. Click pay for this item, go to PayPal, type in my security question answers. Yes, I really do want to give this person some of my money. Send it. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Why is technology so difficult, Mr. <coughs> William Tompkinson? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's been using handles. Oh, no, it's all right. I keep calling you the wall off too. You'll hear Everybody that does. Of, when when yeah. I when I um, was living in Newcastle, we had an internet cafe, and we just called each other Warlock, Chainsaw, uh, Harlequin, Smuth, and these things, and and we knew each other by a real name, but we just always called each other by that. And then um, we used to have uh, meetups where people would come to meet each other who'd been hanging out on the IRC channel. We had some people who didn't want to, who wanted to call up to ensure what time it was going to be in the address, but they didn't know what our real names were. And they said, we felt a bit embarrassed to ring up and say, hello, is Warlock there? I need to speak to Warlock and find out what the address is. And we're like, but that's what we call each other here anyway. So everybody knows everyone's handle because it's the only thing that we call. I hope, you know, friends that I've known for years and we just switched to our handles names after that and we just called each other by that all the time. And, um, yeah, so they were a bit embarrassed so they didn't end up turning up to that meetup because they didn't know who to ask for. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite funny. Uh, we used to also meet at the um, the uh, Underground Tavern at um, in Sydney and um, there was a person who came in and they didn't know uh, people's real names either after meeting them on IRC. So they go up to the bar and they're like, hi, um, I need to uh, talk. Can you tell me who is Snagglepuss? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of drugs are you on? No, no, I'm here to meet Snagglepuss. Sure you are, buddy. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're talking about. Exit stage right. Leave us exit stage right. Uh, Heavens dear. to Murgatroyd even. So yeah, it's it's weird because um, even when I'm tagging in Facebook, I go oh at Warlock. Oh wait, back 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 back. You should be able Jason. to because they added that as a nickname. It in. does now, yeah. yeah. But up until like a few weeks ago, you'd be like, oh, hang on, I've got it. What's his name? I um, have trouble that as well. I'm like, well, one of my friends completely renamed herself with weird characters and and <laughs> and I that has like a back tick because she wanted to be Irish and stuff. And I'm like, hey, I was going to tag you in this photo. You know who you are, but I don't know how to type your name anymore because you change it to these weird characters that are Unicode, but my phone doesn't know and Facebook can't auto-guess it, so too bad. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, yeah that's, that's not necessarily a good move. Optus has completed rollout for the ATO of what is claimed to be the first deployment of its type in voice biometrics in Australia. The Nuance free speech system is designed to remove the need for callers to answer security questions such as, what is your birth date? Instead, authenticating callers by the sound of their voice. My voice is my passport. Identify me. 
According to Nuance, the ATO rollout is the first of its type in Australia where customers are verified during inbound and outbound and calls without intrusive questioning. The rollout has the potential to save thousands of man hours at the ATO's call centre staff, if you can get through, <coughs> who previously <laughs> spent about 75,000 hours a year verifying callers. Optus has already a managed network service provider to the ATO and has deployed the technology in two stages. First rolling out Nuance's vocal password product last year, allowing callers to register a phrase they can speak to verify their account. The second phase saw the completion of the free speech deployment in April. More than 760,000 people enrolled with the ATO to use the voice security technologies between September 2014 to mid-July this year. The free speech system aims to verify callers' voices regardless of accent, language, does that include bad language, or call quality. Quality. Yeah, right, they have the, Skype, have they? <laughs> As the I can't even speaks, identify myself. The system analyzes over 100 voice characteristics, comparing them with a st stored voice print. And a, a verification score can be sent to the call center's voice system or the receiver's computer or CRM. See, this is the problem with these places. You ring up, it's like, please type in your 92-digit <laughs> membership code. Bleep, 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 bleep. Please type in your six-digit birth date. Bleep, 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 bleep. Did you press hash? Blip, 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 blip. Hi, welcome to Blah Blah. What's your name? What's yeah. your what's your ninety two digit code? What's your birth date? But I just typed that in the yeah. We don't actually get that in the call center. It's just to get you through the first part to make sure that you actually know those things. And now you have to repeat all the things again. I know, right? That annoys me knowing. <sighs> And then when you start yelling at them, they suddenly go, now, Mr. Tompkinson, settle down. You're like, now, hang on. Didn't you just tell me you didn't have any of that information? Yes, <laughs> you know who I am. <laughs> oh, what we meant was, I know exactly what you meant. Now, this is the way it's going to work. My name's Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob, my friend. Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, Samsung. Samsung. As you know, I'm a bit of a, little bit of a fan of Samsung. I've got the Note so 2, the Note 3, the Note 4, a few other phones. Um, they traditionally announced their note in September, Ding. which puts it up against Apple's uh, Apple's release. Now, I did cover this story last week, but at, at last week it was only sort of hearsay. Uh, it's now been confirmed that they will actually be announcing the Note 5 and the Edge... Now it's whatever their it is, say instead of hearsay. Uh, yeah, that's it. So they actually will be um, doing it earlier this year. So they're going to try and get in before the iPhone 6 uh, 6S announcement, which is supposed they reckon it's going to be in September. Um, so yeah, they reckon they're going to launch the phones earlier to try and get that little that little uh, bit of undercutting going on there. So that should be. I had a bit of a look at the uh, Edge and the large Note thing on the weekend, and my daughter was like, "What the hell is this thing?" It's the, edge the Edge is and it's interesting, curvy and it feels weird in your hand, and I don't yeah, know, I and I. Like I I played with it for a couple of hours and then I picked up the phone. And um <laughs> ding, ding. the I want you to play. The, the, the phone's phone. good like oh, I don't have my phone here. As an example, like when you put your phone face down, so you've got that little edge on it. So if you've got Twitter or you've got a notifier of some description goes around the edge. It it does show up there, so that's cool, but Ticker. when you actually hold it because of the way these screens work, they are multi-touch to a point, but if you Say you stick one, like if you hold your phone, you put one finger on the screen, you can't scroll, for example, it locks the screen. So same thing with the edge. If you hold it and you, your hand, especially because I've got bigger hands than the phone's suitable for, 
um, and you wrap your hand around it and you, your hand, thumb touches where the screen is on the edge, it locks the screen, so you, you, you can't do anything else. So, you have to hold it like this. Yeah, you have to hold it like top and bottom or something. And so I, I get it. I know what they're trying to do, but honestly, what they would be better off doing is physically putting two screens on the edge and, and making them two separate screens. So you still have your ticker and your messenger or whatever you want on that small screen. Yep. Don't make it touch sensitive because you're not going to do anything on that small touch screen anyway and make it so that, that when you point. actually... Yeah, so that when you hold it, that screen actually could turn. So it could even be pressure sensitive. 